0: Very important child to discuss is who, who is an akim when comes to the so obviously go is an akim what about a Yisroel who's not from non-from Jew is that considered a is that considered that's gonna have major ramifications. if you have a worker we discussed last week that if you have a Jewish bakery so there's no heter paspalter and it has to be baked by a Jew so, what about if you have a non-From worker in your bakery or in your kitchen? Is that considered pasach? So the Shulchan Aruch <clears throat> Pesiktuva brings over here from the this is Kuntam Sorry, the brings from the Pnei Moshe. I think it is that that the Ferris Moshe says that. It's Dafka Pas of a goi, but Yisrael Mummer is not a problem because the whole Issa was chastin, so you're going to marry his daughter, marrying the daughter of a non-from Jew. However, this is not the Haskam of most Paiskim. And many others say that Aminazir and a whole list of Paiskim all feel that Yisroel Mummer is even more concerning. You're going to look at his bad, marrying his daughter is not as bad. And if you marry his daughter, she's going to take you away from Mitzvahs, And they feel that the Issa would apply to Yisrael Mumer also. However, the shayla is that's only if you have a real Israel mummer. Today we don't really have such too many of those that are really Israel mummer. Israel mummer is someone who is, actually knows about our kol zroch and decided to go and become not from and reject the teirah, but someone who grew up amongst as a tinnik shnishva, someone who grew up in a society where they knew no better. So halach, we don't give them the status of a mummer. So the chalukas binyamin and most places can assume that the Israel mummer you can be make, make oh, I'm sorry. So, uh, uh, a non from Jew, you could be mekel, So that would seem to be the halacha when it comes to a non from Jew that grew up non from If Hitaka found that guy who was from and went to yeshivas and decided to go off the Derech because he doesn't believe in a Kalishborachu and he's Badafkas, then maybe you would have an issue. Now, <clears throat> that's in terms of who's considered the Akam. Now, the other very important shayla, where really this is a very big part of the Suya, they brought down one little piece of it, is what's considered pass. What is you know, what what's bread for this Iser of Pas akim. And it's very important to define what's Pas and what's not Pas, because the Halachas are very different. There's the Iser of Bishol which, Be'ez Hashem, after Chanukah, we'll learn about the Halachas of Bishol akim, and there's the Halachas of Pas akim. Pas has its Heterim, and Bishol has its Heterim, and the are different. For example, the big Heter of Pas that we've been discussing the last two weeks, the Heter of Pas Palter, of a baker, that Heter does not apply to Bishal. So, if something is going to be classified as bishop as opposed to Pas, so you can't just get it from a commercial setting, from a bakery and say it's Motor. No, it has to actually have a Jew involved in the cooking process. On the other hand, there are certain heterim that we have by Bishalakim, such as Bishalakim if it's something that's very an inferior quality food that's not ail al or it's something that's like a snack food that wouldn't be served at a royal banquet, it wouldn't be considered it's not a chosh of a food, then the Isr Bishalakim doesn't apply. But that lav most places can assume you do not have this there when it comes to pas So to define what's pas and what's bishal has tremendous ramifications of halacha Now the first and most important clause it has to come from the Khameshmi Dagan. If it's not from the Dagan, it's not pas. That means that if you have something made with rice flour, corn flour, you have corn tortilla. This big shaiwa and the Jews of Mexico want to eat the corn tortillas. And corn tortillas do not have this heter of pas palter because corn tortilla, even though it's flour and it looks like a bread type of product, Lamaisa, it's there's no Dagan, it's only made from corn. If you have some red rice bread, you have some sort of gluten free bread, you would not be able to have any of these heterim of pas powder, and it would have to actually be Bishali Yisrael, you'd have to have a Jew involved in the cooking process, otherwise it would be awesome. Now, if a tortilla it could be azmulta, because not El it's more of a street food, and that's a shayla that you'd have to discuss now, so the first thing has to be from the Khamish Mini Dagan, even if it is from the Chameh Mini Dagan, obviously not everything that comes from the Khamish Mini Dagan is going to be considered pass noodles is definitely not pass, anything that's a cooked type of food is not considered pas. So it has to be something in the bread family. Now, what's considered in the bread family? So basically anything you'd make a alamichyon, and if you ate too much of it, you'd have to bench, would be considered in the bread family. So that means that cake, if you cake—if you eat too much cake, you have to bench. Cake is considered a form of pas, it's pas of Kisnen, and therefore cake would have the halachas of pas, and not the halachas of bishel. Now, the shach, they bring it down over here, says it has to be a cake with a thicker batter, right? There's different types of cakes. Some have a thick, more of a bread-like batter, and some are it's a thin, pourable batter. The shach holds that the ones that have the pourable batter, even if the end result is similar to bread, go into the, into the category of bishel, not pas, and they would not have the haterim of pas, but most places can assume that anything that the end result has the tzura of pas, that would be considered in the bread family. Now, one of the very big and is, you know, deus lakana lakana, something, for example, wraps. Wraps are made with a thinner batter, and the end result is that like a bread or not like a bread, and the nafkamina would be, do you have the hetero paspalta? I believe the OU considers them to be bishol and does not use the hetero paspalta, but this is a shayal that you have to know when it comes to different foods, how do we look at this? Is this pas or not pas? Most things, if they have the tzura of bread, that would be the defining category, but bread is a broader category. Cakes, anything that has a thickness to it, would be considered pas. Now, the Iker thing that we focused on this week is this special heter that applies to pas, that if the Jews involved, even minimally, in the baking, it's considered pas Yisrael. So the Gemara established that there's three malachas that are involved in baking bread, First molacha is starting the fire, which starting the fire, and still the way that the, sha, the <clears throat> shach explained, the reason starting the fire is considered so significant in bread, more than other baked, in, more than cooked goods, cooked items, is because when you, which actually was the Taz who brings it down, he explains that when it comes to bread, they had to first clean out all the old coals and everything, you couldn't just, you know, pot. you just have your regular fire that's warming up the home, and you put the pot on it, so whenever you find some flame, some heat source, you cook on it. Bread, you have to have the old coals have to be out of the way, and you can't have it flaring up, it ruins the past. So therefore, the starting the fire and getting the fire going is considered a big part of the baking process. Then there's the actual, obviously, whoever takes the bread and puts it in the oven. And then there's stirring the coals. You have to make sure that the coals are stirred, that the heat is even, and that ba- bread bakes properly. So these three malachas, that's the Beferi Yishikimara, that if the Jew does any of these three, that it would be motor. So, you know, to bring it down to our, you know, types of ovens, if a Jew turns on the oven, and obviously he did the Shkiris HaTaner, he started the flames, he start, got it going, or if a Jew actually puts it in the oven. Stirring the coals is not something that we really have access to, and even if a Jew adjusts the thermostat, the can point out, it's interesting the kuda, that the way, when you adjust the thermostat, you're not really doing anything. Because even if you turn up, the oven's at 300, you turn it up to 350, really what you're doing is you're just telling, you know, that there's one size flame in the oven. The flame in the oven's either on or off. It doesn't have an adjustable flame. What happens is, based on the temperature setting in the oven, the flame is on for longer or less time. But You're not really actually adjusting. So if the oven's on and you turn it up 300 to 350, all that's going to happen is that the automatic shutoff when it gets to the right temperature is going to take a little bit longer to shut off, but you're not really adjusting the flame at all, so the place can assume that that would not be considered chit'a b'gecholm. Chit'a has to be actually adjusting the actual flame that cooks with. So, those three malachas, the only one that would apply to us is turning on the flame. The big shiloh, however, was what about this concept of throwing in hashloches kis and putting in a little twig and just getting the, some sort of small involvement in the fire, in, in the cooking process. So, we saw that this is brought down at the Makar for this hetar of throwing in a twig. That that works comes from the Sefer Machlaikis, Bena of Babel, It's a Sefer written at the Kufa the Ga'inim that mentioned the different menhagim of Eretesel and menhagim of Bavel. And how do we pass it? You and know, we usually pass them like Ne Bavel. And over there, it mentions that in Bavel they had this heter that throwing in a twig works. Now, the Rishonim were very much divided about whether or not this makes sense. the ran. The Ramban, Rashi, some of the other ishayim felt very strongly that this is Mamish meaningless. How could you be matter from just throwing in a twig? You see the Gemara wants you to do something significant. You're not doing anything significant when you throw in a twig, and they feel that the only time a heter applies is if you're going to be doing something that actively changes the result. You have to have somehow be involved in the actual outcome. The Ramban says maybe we can allow you to bring the source of the flame because then that's something significant. He brings some coals that the flame is lit from. But to just throw in a twig makes no noticeable difference. That's going to be awesome. On the other hand, the Rambam, and some other Shayim, the Iker one that we're passing like, is the Rambam holds that, no, throwing in a twig is enough. And if you look at the Rambam, he makes clear why he holds its motor. And you see the Nakuda, what's the side of the Machlekes? So again, the, ra- the Rambam, when he comes to argue and say it cannot work, and he holds like Rashi, and the rush goes that way, they all say the reason it doesn't work is because the Jew has to do something significant there. And that's what you see in the Gemara. The Jew has to start the fire, stir the coals, put the bread in the oven, do something significant. You have to be a real shuttif, a real partner in the end result. But the Rambam understands the Gemara differently. The Rambam, when he brings this heter of stirring the coals, the Rambam says, just doing near Haeshim At. Move the flames around a little bit. Well, you didn't do anything. And then the Rambam continues. The Rambam says, you can stir the coals around a little bit, or even just throw in hashlokas kisim. The Rambam says, Nir at Oikov She'le'esher, you put the flame out a little bit, is in even if you just throw one piece of wood into the oven, Hiter Kol Ha'pasher, that's enough to amount to all the pass, She'ein Ha'dover El-Uliyez, Heker She'pasher the Rambam says the reason. The Rambam holds that all these hetayim are not about the Jew being an active participant in baking the bread. So now it's not pasachim, it's pasishol. No, it's not pshat. The Heter is that once the guy has, the yid has to do some sort of action here. So what I'm doing is I'm showing that I understand that regular pasachim is also. I made a hecker that I'm do. I have to be somewhat involved. Once I do a hecker, I just have to show that I appreciate. The Jew has to be somewhat involved. That's enough to be matter. So the Rambam holds that it's all about a hecker. So he holds that stirring the coals. Doesn't mean this whole major action that somehow changes the bread. Stirring the coals is, I made a hecker, so if it's all about a hecker so then the hecker would apply even if it's just throwing in a twig. And not only that, there are the vahs. And the Rambam says that I don't even need to throw in a twig while the bread is baking. I throw in one twig in the morning. And the oven stays hot as long as the oven stays hot. So this oven has a hecker. I did something to make a hecker. I just have to make a hecker. Now, Based on this, so there are places that we want to take this very far. I mean, Heinemann, the star K, goes with this sheet that holds that if I'll put a glow bar into the oven, I give, put some little, or even technically a light bulb, but they usually put some sort of little electronic, you know, little electric uh, heating element that adds some heat, even though it's not significant at all. In the, you know, these big commercial ovens are baking at very high temperatures. You have these tunnel ovens. The bread's moving quickly through and baking. You have these things adding 150 degrees just around it, it's not really doing much, but still, that's enough to amount matter, because I made a hacker, the point is, since I had to do something special, the Jews involved, that's enough, so you have a commercial, a factory setting, you want to make it considered pasty you have this little glow bar, it adds heat, that's enough, and actually they brought down over here in the, in the Kunchos, that the, the Shaver Levi doesn't say how much heat, but the Sheber Levi in this conscious me base Beis so he also says that he says <speaking in Hebrew> that you have a bakery where it's difficult to get the Mashiach to light the fire, and this is very negating at the show because, like we mentioned last week, if the bakery belongs to Jew you don't have these At the show, everything belongs to Jews. You can't, there's no past paltar So now, obviously, over there they have Arab workers, and if the Arab worker is turning, is turning on the oven, you have a major problem. So he says, <speaking in Hebrew> have some. Electric heating element that's heating up the oven the entire time, and then the yisrael, and that's considered the yisrael is involved. And you have you have this hashlochas kisum. can matter. Now there are those Rebelski, and the OU doesn't go with this. but Rebelski felt very strongly that the hashlochas kisum has to be the Ran who does, says hashlochas kisum, throwing in a twig is better than starting the flame, putting the coal that starts the flame. Says because the hashlochas kisum, this coal, this twig, it has some even a minute, but it has a part, you are somewhat of a shote from the cooking process. Even if it's only a 1%, contribution to the cooking process, but that one twig has some effect on the cooking. Masha says this light bulb that's giving off this little electric glow bar, is giving off a little bit of heat, it's not changing at all, the real heat is what's cooking it, it's not at all involved in actual cooking, and he felt that yes, it's a hacker, it doesn't have to be a very significant part of the cooking process, but it has to somehow be a contributing factor to the cooking process, and they weren't willing to be makeable of having a heat source that doesn't really change the actual, bait, you know, some, some places will have a little gas flame that's always on but it's like a pilot size and he held that wouldn't work and they have to do have the Jew more actively evolve. Now, <clears throat> the real of what factories want to do in a factory setting is instead of having a glow bar or something like this is have the Jew turn on the flame. Now, most big factory settings, the oven actually doesn't shut off very often at all. It can go for weeks or months. Every once in a while they turn it off for servicing you arrange the mashiah comes whenever it's turned off to turn it back on, and then you just let it run. You could have ovens that run for, for six months straight. They're never going off. So, Kapshuta, this should work, because Lema'is at the end of the day the Jew lit the fire. Rabbi Yashiv, they broke from the Shush stock, he held that if it's too long for when the Jew did his action, it's Aser, because Lema'is said, we don't see any Zeicher, the fact that the Jew turned on the oven, but most places can assume that at the end of the day the Jew is the one who lit the flames, that would be enough. Now there's two other eitzahs that are discussed by the Pisgim. One eitzah is, uh, is to have a timer. And if the oven's not on straight, it's only on during the day, how about the Jew sets up a timer, and every day the oven goes on in the morning, goes off at night, on in the morning, off at night, and the Jew is the one who activated the timer. Does that work? So Rabbi Yasha felt very strongly that it doesn't work, because the set, the first day maybe, but the second day, it's not... You're right, the goy didn't light the flame, but you can't call it the Jew lit the flame either. It's just lit by itself, and therefore... You're right, maybe the goat didn't do all three parts of the baking process, but the Jew didn't do any part, and therefore the Blyasha felt it was also. But the Shaiva Levi held that a timer would work, but this is not Posh, this of the timer, most places are not so or many places are not so excited about a timer. However, there is one last Aitza, which now many places do use this Aitzah, and this etza, the Blyashev held of all the places who held of his works, is that they set up the oven that you actually cannot the ignition of the oven cannot be turned on at the factory the ignition is locked, and it's done remotely, and whenever the oven goes off, which is not that often, but whenever the oven's off, they have to actually call the you, whoever it is, and they log in, you know, via the web, and they're able to uh, to press, you know, however it is, and they get the oven started remotely, so then the Jew's doing it, and that creates a tremendous hacker, because the guy, they're stuck, they can't even bake the bread until they call the Meshach and have him put in the code or however he does it, and therefore most places can hold that I think all places can hold that it. it's such a system that is considered, the Jews actually turning on the flames and that's good Masha'in came, the timer was not such a popular Yitzhah. Okay, that's it for Pas akum and Be'ez Hashem Over well, the next two weeks will be Hanukah and after we will do Bishol what? Yeah, they, they bring it back in, in this book, see. One, six months. Oh, so if it goes for too long, maybe not. So I guess we'll hold it up. Good deal.